the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. I found it really interesting to see how all the bits and pieces of today sort of flowed into one. Um, the songs we sang, even though I did not discuss what I you know, had prepared for my sermon, the um, prayers we've heard, uh, even what Murray said during the communion, all of them seem to have just supernaturally flown together to sort of really blend into the message that I've got. And that just really reiterates to me the fact that we've got a great God that knows everything, sees everything, understands everything, and in us and for us and on our behalf, he plans things to work out for the best for each and every one. If you don't mind, please close your eyes for a second. We just want to, you know, thank God. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity for being here today. Lord, thank you for the fact that you've worked already in this past week to bring all of this together and that it flows so beautifully and that the picture that you leave us with is one that is full and wider and broader than one person could bring. But when everyone works together for the betterment of your kingdom, Lord, then you truly, truly speak through all of us. Father, I pray that you will open our ears, Lord, that you will go with each and every one. Bless them, Father, that the Holy Spirit will be within them and that we will be opened ears spiritually, opened hearts spiritually, Father, that you will open our minds and that nothing will stand in the way of the message that you want us to receive today. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, thank you. There's so much, so much to thank you for, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, today I want to talk about sheep. Little baby sheep, little lambs, hopping and frolicking. They have these kind of little kicks that they do. And they're quite cute. And then think about, you know, bigger sheep, the older, fatter sheep, the ones that's been grazing for a while. And if we think about all of these sheep, well, basically all they do is they just mindlessly graze. And they do whatever sheep do, and they go wherever they go. And if you think about sheep like that, can you kind of imagine one? Imagine just nice green pastures and slightly white, slightly dirty sheep. Now, the thing today is that I want each and every one of you to take real ownership of is the fact that we are not sheep. We're not that cute. Um, and we don't just graze for the sake of grazing. Well, some of you might think you're that cute. We don't just eat because there's grass in front of us. As humans, we are intentional with what we eat. We're intentional with when we eat, how much we eat. And we can be quite particular about it, can't we? Anyone ever try to feed a two-year-old? So in our current series called State of Mind, we've been looking at what have we been feeding our minds with. 
there's currently an avalanche of information. There's an avalanche of information coming our way. And if we are not careful, we can easily lend our ears to the media and the talk of the town more so than to the word of God. And if I then ask you, what have you been feeding your mind with recently? What have you been filling your mind with? The balance between the media and God's word? Probably not going to fall into God's word, is it? We are fed opinions on politics, on viruses, on economics, and these days even on traffic lights. Um, you name it and someone is bound to have some sort of opinion about it. And if we lend our ears to all of these opinions, all this input, and we, we're not careful, and we don't think about the fact that we're not cheap, and we don't choose intentionally what we let in, is it any wonder that that information is eventually what's overflowing from our mouths. Current opinions, current statistics, what's the latest numbers, current fears, and current dread. Today's reading is going to be from the book of Philippians. Now, Paul wrote this letter to the people in Philippi while he was in jail awaiting execution. If you think of it, his circumstances weren't all that different from ours. He was in lockdown. Uh, he was isolated in a bubble, not allowed to travel anywhere, not allowed to receive any visitors, friends or family. And he had the threat of something fairly horrible hanging over his head for him, you know, potential execution. Recently, we've been spending time in similar situations and we've been in multiple lockdowns isolated in our bubbles, uh, not allowed to travel, not allowed to see our friends and family. And we've been living with this fear of COVID hanging over our heads. And it seems that our lives are currently not that different from what Paul's one was when he wrote this letter. So I'd like to see what it is that Paul has to say when he wrote this letter in similar although slightly more, I don't know, dangerous situation. The outcome was probably going to be much worse than ours. So please turn to Philippians 2 with me, and we'll read from verses 1 through 5. For those that didn't bring their Bibles, Jenny was lovely and kind enough to organize that it's actually on the front of your notices. We all got it? Okay, let's follow. Therefore, if you have any complaints to add to mine any negative opinions about the incompetence of the rulers of the day, if any of you had felt any discomfort, found lack of compassion from the world, then I ask that you share with me your like-minded negative thoughts, supporting each other deeper and deeper into this misery of where we are by contemplating the negativity and the futility of it all. Let us look towards our own interests and not that of others. And above all else, let us voice our opinions 
and be mindful on focusing on the negativity and the dread when we do so. Is that what's in your Bible? Not quite, eh? But if you think about it, Paul was in a similar place, even a worse place than we are when he wrote this. So it should have been understandable for us if that's what he felt like, don't you think? Paul is sitting in a cell, waiting execution, and yet he wrote something very contrary to what I just read. That was my story. Even though his circumstances were worse, the words that flowed from his lips were sweet and filled with hope and encouragement. Maybe what we should do is read what he actually wrote. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being in Christ, any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love and being of one spirit and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. The same mindset as Christ. And therein lies the secret to Paul's positivity, to his hopeful mentality. He had a Christ-like mindset. In the book of Romans, we see another thing that guided his mindset. In Romans 15 verse 13, he says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, by the time that he's in prison writing to the people of Philippi, he's been practicing what he had earlier written to the Romans. He not only allowed God's hope to fill him, and the joy and peace to become part of him, but he proactively chose these things. He chose God's hope. He chose God's joy, and he chose God's peace. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to be overflowing with all of these things amidst the most horrible circumstances. Now, I know, just as all of you do, how easy it is to get caught up in all this negativity, all the fear, all the unknown that we are sitting with, the new names for new viruses and the uncertainty of whatever this new traffic light thing means. Is it stop? Is it go? Is it give way? It's confusing. And it's sometimes very easy to allow our minds to be filled with the noise of the world around us. But Paul challenges us from within similar circumstances to have the same mindset as Christ, to be humble, to look to God the Father for help, for joy, for peace, and for spiritual sustenance. A little further in verse 14, he says, Do not grumble and do not argue 
And in verse 15 and 16, he says to hold on to the word of life, which is Jesus Christ, for then we will shine like stars. The question then becomes, how are we supposed to do this? How are we supposed to do all of that when we're caught up in this world full of uncertainty and fear and loneliness and moments of hopelessness? How are we supposed to have a Christ-like mindset? We do this by stepping into our birthright, by once again realizing who we are and who our Father is, by embracing our identity as sons and daughters of the Lord Most High. We are who God says we are. We are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and this one, a, we are God's special possession. Your eternal soul's freedom has been paid for by Jesus on the cross so that you may have everlasting life, a life filled with abundance of love and joy and peace from God the Father, if you choose to take that. God wants to bless you. He wants to fill your life and your heart and your mind with all the richest blessings that he can bestow on you. And yes, life on earth can be challenging. And the enemy will use everything and anything that he can. He will throw everything at us to stop us from living an abundant life. He does everything in his power to break our spirit, to steal our joy, and to keep us in darkness. And he does this so that when the day of the Lord's return comes, we will be caught unaware. We will not be ready because we'll be so caught up in the things of the world around us. We'll be so busy acting on the life that we're currently living here that we will be forgetting to get ready for the world that we are heading towards. So be warned. You know, be mindful, be aware. Satan comes to steal your joy and your strength and your peace and your hope. But the Bible tells us that the joy in the Lord is our strength. So when Satan comes and tries to steal my joy and trap me in the dark places of my mind, I choose to live the life that God had planned for me. And I choose to have a Christ-like mindset. I choose to set my mind on the things above and not the things below. So I say to you today, choose not to be a sheep that just mindlessly fills himself with whatever is placed in front of him. Choose to live a life that God had planned for you. Choose to live a Christ-like mindset. Choose to fill your mind carefully and selectively. Be purposeful with what you allow in your mind. And eventually, whatever you put in will overflow from your mouth. Choose. Choose now. Choose today to have a Christ-like mindset. Choose to focus on God's love for you on God's promises for you, and on his sacrifices for you. 
Choose to fill your mind with all the good things that he gives you so that you can overflow with that. And how do we fill up? We read his Bible, so choose to read the Bible. Choose to listen to positive music. Choose to watch uplifting things and programs on TV. Take up Paul's challenge. Be that chosen race. Be that holy priesthood that shines like the stars. Be a people called by God in this very place, at this very time, filled with a mindset like Jesus Christ, cemented in the knowledge of who we are, of who our Heavenly Father is. We serve a living God. We don't serve statues. We serve a living God who daily looks after us, who daily cares for us. Know that your Heavenly Father knows you, knitted you together, knows your name. You're engraved, your name's engraved in the palm of his hand. He's got a tattoo of you. He loves you so much that he did that. Do you know how dangerous it is to tattoo someone's name on you? It's one of those things that, what if the relationship falls apart, then you sit with it. God's like, I don't care. I will put everything in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Jesus himself came and died for us. He died in our place. He went to a death so that we did not have to. Step into that. Own that. Know who you are. Know who your father is. And shine. Shine like those stars. Be the light in Huntley or wherever it is that you're from. And speak life and speak love and peace and hope amidst the darkness and the chaos of the world that we currently live in. Let us choose to be intentional with the state of mind that we cultivate, with what we feed our minds, feed our thoughts, feed our words and our attitudes. Let us all really intentionally work towards creating, cultivating, and growing a Christ-like mindset. Please pray with me. Father God, this is a challenge for us. There is so much going on in the world, so much news that just keeps snowballing, and sometimes it just feels like all the bad things just, they're just getting more and more and worse, and the news just keeps coming, and there's, there's nothing that stops it. And then with all the lockdowns, we're not able to come to church and we can't build each other up and life just gets really tough. Lord, and then we, we're reminded that we've got your word and your word is sustenance. Your word can carry us through. It is the water that we need and it is the bread that we need and it will sustain us. Lord, and ask that you will create in us this hunger to read your word, the hunger to renew our covenant with you on a daily basis, Father, that we will be certain of who we are, that we know we are grounded in you. Father, that we are now part of a new bloodline. We are 
grounded in your blood. We are children of the Lord Most High. We are sons and daughters chosen to be a royal priesthood. And that actually gives us a responsibility, Lord. If we think that you do everything and we do nothing, then, then we're, we're missing the Christ-like mindset. Christ was so focused on you and from there, the love flowed out of him for everyone around. He didn't pass anyone by before trying to get them to know you. Lord, let us be emulators of Christ, creating us that mindset that we will be the ones to shine the light where the darkness is roaming. Father, thank you for your love, your peace, your blessings upon us. I ask that you go with each and every person today. Go with them through this week. Bless them in all that they do, at home, at work, at gatherings, at school. Go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.